Coach Taku. Making anime your new life coach. Everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coach Taku. This week, we'll be talking about an anime that's a really recent one, Re Life. And this one was a lot of fun to watch because we got to experience the journey of someone who's graduated from high school and who's not doing so well after high school and gets a second chance at doing it all over again. So, and we found like the, there are a lot of different fascinating topics in this one. And one of the coaching conversations that we want to bring to this anime is about breakthroughs. And what do breakthroughs mean and how do we use them in the coaching context? So Christina, kick us off. Yay. First of all, I'm so excited that we're covering ReLife. A huge shout out to my husband, Paul, who both listens to the podcast and who tends to watch anime with me at home. This is a series that he loved and is so excited that we're covering And to answer your question, Mary, what are breakthroughs? I think the great thing about breakthroughs is that the the two words that make up that one word describe what it is. It's you're breaking through something. In other words, uh, whether you have a disempowered story, a limiting belief, there's something that's holding you back. A breakthrough is the instance when you see something on the other side of that. Like you can see yourself being able to love yourself. You can see yourself as being willing to start a podcast and have people listen to your thoughts and opinions. It's, it's basically once you have a breakthrough, it means that you're, the way you think about life will never quite go back to the way it was before. Ooh, so Christina, why this, why this anime for this particular topic? I mean, here we have this loner kid who's like, in his 20s, is going in no direction whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, this random other person pops up and says, hey, take this magic pill, like Matrix, and says, yeah, your life will be forever changed. So what about this conversation, this really strange rabbit hole, leads us to talk about breakthroughs? Oh, geez. Well, you know, I think um, Kazuki's story, and he's the main protagonist. He's the one that's roughly 28 or 29 years old and feels like his life isn't amounting to anything. His story is such an amazing story of getting a second chance. And I think in particular, what Kazuki gets to break through by going through the Relife program is he has this limiting belief that, you know, he's wasted his potential, that he's not going anywhere. And that as you continue to read or watch the series, which by the way, if you have not read it, highly recommend. It goes so much more in depth with all the characters and their arcs than the short anime does. But getting back to my point, what the other thing you learn is that he holds relationships in a specific way as well. And he holds how much he cares about people as a problem. And so the real life experience, like giving him the opportunity to go back to high school, really gives him the perfect environment to get to reinvent how he views them views himself. He gets to break up that story that he's not good enough or he's going nowhere. He gets to break up that story that caring about people is a flaw of his. 
Yeah, and to add to all of that, I mean, it's such an interesting topic because when we think about our own lives, we don't necessarily need to relive high school to have a breakthrough for ourselves. It doesn't have to be that huge or that life-changing. It's actually just about a choice and seeing something and saying, I'm tired of the way that this has been going and it's time for something different. And what's the thing that's really getting in my way right now? And how do I surpass that? But what are some examples, Christina, like from the show itself that can kind of illustrate that for people, make it a little bit more concrete? Yeah, so I hinted at it when I was talking about it, but one of the reasons that Kazuki finds himself stopped is because at one of his first big positions after college, he noticed that one of his subordinates was being bullied and taking advantage of. Not even a subordinate, I'd say a colleague or a coworker. And he decided to stick his neck out for her and defend her and and stick up for her. And the end result of that, and this is a huge both spoiler alert and also even a trigger warning. So seriously, like just prepare yourself here. But what ends up happening is this coworker kills herself. She actually, I believe they suggest that she hangs herself because she can't deal with the ridicule. And before she kills herself, she actually tells Kazaki that his meddling was doing her more harm than good and that his caring for her was a part of the problem. And so you see that he holds on to that and he relates to him being part of the reason that she's dead. And so a huge part of the series is watching every single time he chooses to build a relationship with each of the characters whether it's building it with Oga and really helping him see that he can have a fun high school experience and not just a perfect high school experience, or even more so with Hishira, where he helps her to have like emotions and to connect with people because his charisma and his connection is his forte. How about you, Mary? Where do you see him having breakthrough moments in the series? I actually think that even just taking the pill was part of the first step and breakthrough because it was a choice that things weren't going so well. I mean, look, how many of us, if somebody offered us a pill on the street, we would take it (laughs) with the promise that it would do something. Not many, but I think he was at such a point that he knew something had to shift. I think even from there on, and then I think also as he's looking at how what his impact is in all these relationships, like how he causes... Uh, positive interactions between his friends, I think that actually also keeps them moving forward and saying, okay, so what's next? You know, taking like really baby steps along the way to kind of um, come to himself again, in a sense. But there are some other characters in here because there are so many that each individual character, we can say, is working on their own specific breakthrough. So what are some fun ones, Christina, that you observed and we should definitely touch on? Well, I kind of already mentioned him, but it's my beloved Oga, who I think might be one of my favorite characters in the entire series. And so Oga is one of the classmates that Kazuki ends up having. And so he's actually a legitimate teenage boy. He didn't (laughs) swallow any pill to become that way. And what you learn about Oga is he's very diligent about getting very good grades and then also assuring that he's going to a very good university. And it's interesting because he's very smart, but he's also very dense at the same time. And part of where you really see this is one of their classmates, Kairu, 
clearly has the biggest crush on the face of the earth on him. And he's so narrow-mindedly thinking of how to be the perfect son that he like cannot, <laughs> cannot see it. And it's bananas because I think Oga is such a sweetheart and deserves Kairu. Like they're perfect for each other, but he just has the blinders on. And I think for Oga, part of the breakthrough, which really is facilitated by Kazaki, like I think we could have a whole other conversation about how the characters in these series work as coaches for each other, is Kazaki's the first one to stand for Oga to look at why he does what he does. And what Oga confesses to, which again, spoiler alert, if you haven't read or watched, is that part of why he cares so much about being a good student and being on the right path is because his older brother, who he idolized, also became a neat, also became someone who worked really hard and got a good job and just couldn't cut it and now lives at home and stays inside and doesn't interact with the world. And so Oga's put it on himself to kind of be his parents' second chance of having a son that they can be proud of. And so it's Kazaki being like, dude, you're a teenager. Like, this is the only time in your life that you're going to get to just do things because you want to do them. And there are no adult consequences that Oga realizes for himself, like, oh, what would it mean to live life for me? What would it mean to go and take chances that are about what I want and not just what would please my parents? And it's that resolve or that breakthrough, I would say, that has him ultimately winning willing to return Kairu's feelings. And you see the two of them create a relationship as a result. So he's definitely one of my favorite characters in this breakthrough conversation. How about you, Mary? I mean, we can't not talk about Hishido because she, her journey was so, um, it was so fun to just be in it with her because she is someone who, um, a straight A student, always doing what she needs to do. And really quiet, has no friends, like hardcore introvert and almost uh, intentionally that way because she doesn't like to be around people. She doesn't know how to be around others. So super awkward. And Kaizaki being there, like observing Kaizaki interact with others actually creates a craving for her. And she's like, well, what is it like to have friends? What would it be like to fit into a social environment? Because she looks at him and says, oh, he's a transfer student, but already on day one, he's making friends. And I've been here for so long, and I have none. And spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the show, she's also part of the real-life experiment. And this is something that we don't get to find out until the very end. But you can tell how she's lived her whole life, even gone into adulthood, with these same patterns. And it's um, the choice of trying something new and different. That's a lot of fun to watch because she's so awkward at it, frankly. (laughs) And so we get to experience her growth along with her while watching the journey. And we get to see her breakthroughs in relationships and connection. Oh, yes. And I think the other thing that Hishiru's story really reinforces for us is in coaching, you know, you can't just do your way to a breakthrough. And what I mean by that is you can't just like buy new clothes and suddenly love yourself. You can't just book an appointment at the gym and suddenly have a breakthrough in your health. It actually requires true intention and choosing to be different. And Hishiro's story really drives that point home because what you learn is not only is she also a part of the real life experiment, 
she was actually a part of the first beta group and failed at the experiment. Like the whole purpose of ReLife is to help the participants transform themselves. And she goes through a whole year of high school and nothing about her changes. In other words, she's given the environment, she's given the community, she's given all of the resources, but she internally hasn't actually chosen her transformation. And so it doesn't matter what's in front of her. It's really the second time around that you see Hishido starting to think for herself. And to your point, Mary, watch Kazaki and go, oh, I want to choose to be different. I want to I make myself different. I want to put the effort in that's going to take for me to have this experience do something for my life. Yeah. And again, just one of my favorite characters, Christina, because her smile is so creepy. It, she reminded me a lot of our uh, Sawako and Sadako episode because she doesn't understand. She doesn't have a perception of how she comes off to others. So when she smiles, because she's so awkward and it's so forced, it comes out as a creepy smile. And she also has like the dark hair with the pale skin. So you can imagine she looks really ghastly. But it's um, what I enjoyed about it is that she kept trying and she kept saying, okay, well, maybe this isn't it, but I'm going to keep going anyway. And in her own way, she starts to find her own charm and her own authenticity in these conversations. So who else? Christina, I mean, there are so many other characters. So who else did you, was like a favorite for you? Well, I'd love to talk about two of the built-in coaches of the series, which are uh, uh, Yoke and Anoya. So Yoke and Anoya, they're actually a part of the company that runs ReLife. So in other words, they're the ones that have approached people like Kazeki and Hishiro who are in their late 20s and feel like life isn't going anywhere. And it's interesting because they don't just give these people their pill and be on their way. They actually also take on the role of being high school students to observe the progress of the people in the experiment. And I think what's really cool in watching their dynamic is that there's a fine line between how much they should interfere with the process versus how much they just have to be a bystander and kind of cross their fingers and hope for the best. And I think that's such a perfect metaphor for coaching because I know you know this, Mary, but maybe our listeners don't. Like at the end of the day, coaching is not a process where I get to convince my clients what to go and do. I get to reflect things to them. I get to ask them powerful questions. I get to hold them accountable. But ultimately, it's up to my client to choose transformation and to choose to have breakthroughs. And so I just have a lot of empathy for these characters because you really see, especially if Anoya, how badly she wants uh, Kazaki and Hishiro to win, even to the point where she considers breaking the re-life rule, which is not basically like if you're in re-life, you can't tell anyone. Like she considers breaking that rule to let Hishiro and Kazaki know that they can be together when the process is over. And so I just, the pain of knowing and not being able to say anything, I really relate to. Yeah, I yeah, especially in that one moment, again, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, towards the end where he should have writes on her hand the day before the project ends, you know, I love Kaizaki, remember that you're in love with him. 
And Anoya actually sees it and she starts to break down. She starts crying because she's like, I, I didn't want it. If I, now I have to erase it. And you can tell how vested in she is in both of them. And especially Hishido because she, um, she sees the, the change and transformation that Hishido has been able to go through as a result of the project and of meeting Kaizaki. So, but I think one of the other things that I found really interesting between our, our coaches, between Anoya and Ryo, is that push and pull of that boundary, I felt like they really complemented each other really well because Rio almost needed a breakthrough in more connection in order to step outside of himself and be a little bit more involved. And Anoya was the opposite, where she was way over the boundary at times. You know, uh, Rio was able to pull her back. And I feel like they were each other's breakthroughs in, in a sense. It's just a breakthrough-a-thon in the series. Yeah, like I said, there's just such a, there's such a beautiful way that the relationships in the series blend together and tie into each other. And, you know, it's fun. The, the coach training program that Mary and I went through, you get trained as a team of people. And they actually tell you from day one, like, hey, look around this table because someone else here is going to be your biggest breakthrough. They're going to be the gateway to you having the breakthrough that you came here for. And then we sit there and we're like, ugh, I hope it's not that one. Like we can already see who around the table we hope will have nothing to do with. And I think that's something that I really enjoy about this series is it, it doesn't focus on high school tropes. It doesn't focus on stereotypes. It doesn't focus on cliques. It just focuses on this concept of what does it mean to be connected to people? And what kind of breakthroughs can those connections foster? And so I'm wondering, Mary, even though we're talking about all the great coaching that already happens in the series, if you could pick one of the characters and have them as a client anyway, who would you want to work with and why? Oh my God, there's so many. Um, for this one, I'd actually, I think I'd stick to Kishido. I love the, the introvertedness. I love the, the silence that she carries. And I'd love to coach her around just there's a part of Hishira that's disconnected because she's always been disappointed in the past. She's moved around so much that she's lost um, hope in a sense that things could be different. And I think that's the conversation that I would like to have with her. It's well, if you got to create it for yourself outside of the circumstances that you've experienced, what does that actually look like? And have a conversation from there. What about you, Christina? Who would you work with? I think for me, I would want to work with uh, Kazaki because the more that he evolves in the series, the more you realize what a natural born leader that he is. And so I would love to work with him to hone the craft of how his compassion and his connection is what can like call other people forward into being the best version of themselves. And that's why I got to say, if you have not read the original webcomic, Part of the reason why I so strongly recommend it is because it really beautifully concludes in a way that's just fuller than the anime is. And one of my favorite parts of the conclusion, and so this is a spoiler alert, is Kazaki has such a powerful experience with real life that he decides to become essentially the next Ryu or the next Anoya. Like he decides to also work for the company. And what you see is the first client he's ever given is Oga's older brother. And it's just this amazing 
amazing like piece of symbolism of how like second chances get to come back around to people. And so I love that Kazaki takes on like the next role of being a coach for someone because that's why I would want to work with him. I would want to help coach him and train him around being a coach and leader out in the world that gets to call people into what's next for them. Yeah, this story is um, deep on so many levels. Like it's relatable on so many different aspects. There's the question of, well, what would it look like if I were to return to high school tomorrow <laughs> with the knowledge that I have? And I think one of the things that you learn from watching Kaizaki and Hishiro is how much a uh, human connection is actually so valuable. Because it's not really at the end of the day about the test scores or how well you do, although that, of course, plays a part. It's really about the ability to connect with people on a different level. And it was beautiful to watch that in this anime. I think there's also something about um, second chances and giving yourself an opportunity to learn from the things that haven't gone the way that you expect. And looking at it and saying, okay, well, this didn't work out the way that I expected, but what can I take from this? And where do I want to go from here? Mm, where do I want to go from here? I think that's a perfect question to leave our audience with as we wrap up this episode on real life. Um, but some other questions that I have are a little more direct. First of all, what do you think of us covering web comics that get adapted into anime? Uh, you know, at this point, we've been considering doing God of High School as well and some other series that are out there. I'm a huge webcomic nerd. So please let us know if there are there any other webcomics out there, even if they haven't been adapted yet, that you'd love for us to cover. And the other question I have for you is, what's your next breakthrough? We've talked about these characters being in connection, trust, faith, power, leadership. But how about you? What's the thing that if you took it on seriously, it would leave you the next best version of who you are. Yeah. And as always, if you need assistance, you want more support around these conversations, or you just want to talk to us, please feel free to DM or message us. We're happy to help in any way. And of course, don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Instagram at Coach Sakupad, and send us an email. Leave us iTunes reviews. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye everybody. Thank you for watching Coach Taku. If you liked this episode, please share it and consider subscribing so you never miss a new episode. Have an idea for an episode or show you'd love us to discuss? DM us on our Insta, Coach Taku Pod, C-O-H-C-H-T-A-C-U-P-O-D, or email us at coachtakupod at gmail.com. Love your wonderful host? In that case, you can follow me, Christina, at herextinaroar on Instagram. And you can follow Mary at raven5130 on Instagram. Thanks so much. Catch you in the next one.